Hello, hello. My name is Eva Lauren Jean Charles, and today on the Black on Black Education podcast, we will be speaking to Carrie Twig. She has done incredible work in the political system, and we are going to talk about the importance of voting in the Black community. I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hi, welcome to the Black on Black Education podcast. Please let our listeners know who we're talking to this week. Hi, I'm Carrie Twig. Thank you so much for having me. Do you want me to tell you about myself? <laughs> a little bit more about yourself. Um, so I am the co-founder of a production company called Culture House that makes documentary uh, films and TV series. We have upcoming projects that will be on Disney Plus and Netflix. But before this latest foray into the world of production, I spent 12 years at various levels of politics and government, working on campaigns, everything from citywide campaigns to gubernatorial races and national campaigns, um, and then also worked for a bunch of elected officials, um, including most recently for Barack Obama in the White House, where I was special assistant to the president for um, labor policy, so I did all of our labor politics, and then um, also as director of public engagement for Vice President Biden. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. So um, coming from a world of politics, coming from a world of understanding the ins and outs of kind of how this political system works, um, why does voting matter? So voting matters and politics in general matter because it's the means by which we select our government. And our government, as my mother told me when I was like 11, is old white men sitting in a room deciding how free you are. And politics is how we pick them. Voting is how we pick those people. Not only those individuals, but the 500 to 5,000 people that will come in and govern with them. And who those people are really matters. Every sort of decision about how we live our lives has been the result of a group of people making a decision to say that that was okay or that wasn't okay. Whether you look at our, how our drug policies were, how they're enforced, um, what schools you can go to, what's on a curriculum, how fast you can drive, how much money you make, what workplace protections you have, what your retirement will look like, whether or not you have access to healthcare. All of these decisions are the function of people in government. And if we don't vote, we don't have any say about who is who those people are. Um, and therefore, they don't even there's no chance that they will think of us um, as they make their decisions governing how we can live. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so for a lot of people, when they think of voting, um, at least in my, in my um, experience, a lot of people think that voting federally or voting for the president is like the most important voting that there is. Can you explain to people what the importance of voting in local elections is? Absolutely. I mean, you know, in this country, we do a terrible job of educating people on citizenship and on why, how, and um, where our government functions. The vast majority of the decisions that are going to be important to your day-to-day life happen on the city level, the county level, the state level. Um, The United States has over 500,000 elected officials. Mm. So 499 1,999 more people than the president. And those, that body of people from DAs to sheriffs, judges, city council people, mayors, uh, board members, all of these elected officials really do the nitty gritty work of, of lawmaking. 
And so that is where, if, you're, if your concern is about what is happening today, what is happening tomorrow, and what is happening in your neighborhood to you, the person that you should care the most about um, is the people who are elected to represent you on that block district level. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's that's great. I think um, oftentimes when we have these conversations, people think that because the president is such a big, big being that that's the most important thing to do. And I know growing up, I had no idea that like, I thought that like the police chief was just like the police chief, like that's just the guy who does it like, and I had no idea that like I could be a part of uh, choosing who that person is. So I think that that is, is uh, absolutely incredible. So um this is no, times, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you, but oh. a lot of times, you know, kids don't get civics class. Mm-hmm. I had one civics class for like one semester, my senior year of high school. It was the easiest class anyone ever took and no one paid attention. Plus I was a government nerd, so I already knew all the answers. Um, but it was a joke. I mean, it just wasn't a serious class. And by the time you're 17, 18, and even able to vote, you've already decided the stuff that you're into. Maybe not all of it, but like, you already have things that you're interested in, that you're pursuing, you're thinking about your career, maybe, or what kind of jobs you would maybe want to do, what your dude look like, blah, 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 all that stuff. And it's too late at that point to then ask people to reverse engineer a level of interest. And you're transient at that age as well. You might be moving to college, you might be moving apartments every six months. You, I mean, that might have been your life story from the jump. And so we don't do a good good enough job as a society, as communities, and as schools of explaining from a very early age, how these processes function. It's so much to learn. And so to try and learn it in like a day or in a class you're not paying attention to is just ridiculous. Yeah, that's absolutely. I think like the political system is very intricate in the way that everything works. And there's still so many things that I don't know. And so many things of like, like one of my closest professors is a political science. Um, he has a PhD in political science and there's still questions that he has to ask. So all of us like need to spend more time understanding it. But if schools um, don't start to implement civics in, especially like, like you said, in young ages, it's like, how are people supposed to understand how the system actually works? Right. And so this is black on black education. And so what is the voter turnout? What does it look like for black people? It's super regional, right? Um, it really depends on where in the country you are. One of the issues is that we're faced with is that the United States, because of our constitution and because of the sheer hugeness of our, of our country, having 50 states, they each have their own regulations, they each have their own populations, they each have their own uh, rules about voting. And so you see in states with high African-American populations that there have been increased measures around voter suppression because mm-hmm. Black people are actually a very reliable voting demographic. Like every other voting block, the frequency of voting increases with age. That mm-hmm. is that's true for white people, that is true for Asia, it's true for everybody. The when you are older, you vote more frequently. And that is because you are interacting more with the government. You're thinking about your retirement plan. You're thinking about your bum knee that's going to need fixed somehow. And like, who's going to pay for that? You're thinking about taxes. You're thinking about property values. You're thinking about what schools, the quality of schools that your kids are going to go to. Mm-hmm. All of these things become very real and high stakes the older you get. 
And so you see older people, older people participating more in civic process. That said, amongst the demographics, this is in real, in, in raw numbers, but this is in proportionality, black women vote the highest proportionality of any demographic, any subset of the voting population um, of, in the United States. So black women are very frequent voters. They're very reliable voters. They very often to huge margins vote um, democratic. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is also just true of African-Americans across the board, but black women are really the powerhouse behind most democratic victories in this country. African-American men, black men, um, vote at a, maybe about 10% less frequently than women. Mm -hmm. um, that is also a, a big function of that is our policies around um, restricting uh, formerly incarcerated um, and felony convicted people from being able to vote, which was a very specific race centric tactic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so knowing those tactics and knowing the voter that voter suppression is, is happening um, throughout the country and in, and in places where there are predominantly white, I mean, predominantly black spaces. Um, why is it so important that people who can vote are allowed to vote can um, participate in the political process? Why is it so important for them to vote, especially locally? I mean, there's just there's nothing that you will do to improve the quality of your life more dramatically than insist that elected officials re recognize and reflect your values. You can meditate, you can eat organic, you can go to yoga, you can like wear your hair naturally, you can do whatever, the, you can go to church every week, five times a week, whatever. Nothing will improve the quality of life for you, your family, your community, and your people faster or better than having elected representatives that give a shit about you. Those are the facts. And so the only way we're going to get those people is by voting. Awesome. Um, and so we're having this conversation and I want people to kind of like really hear and understand. I, I mean, I feel like you've already brought it so close into the forefront of like the importance of voting and how much it, it affects our lives. Um, and so what sort of issues should Black voters be looking for, especially right now in the federal election and then again um, in their local elections and from their local officials, things that like specific to the Black community um, need to be addressed? Again, we live in a massive country, right? And so it's going to really depend on like how you live your life and where you live your life. It's going to be really different for someone like me, a black woman in Brooklyn, than it is going to be for my sister, a black woman in Columbus, Ohio, with two kids under five. Um, she has a whole different set of concerns than I do, right? I like want the buses to come more frequently and like less trash to be in my neighborhood and, you know, to give a shit about the environment. <laughs> Like public schools, yes, great, but like it's not as real to me as it is to my sister who's raising two black boys, right, and is thinking about where they're going to go to school. Um, and so that's the case, and I have to, I, I use that as an example, not to suggest that I don't care about schools, but to illustrate the fact that we have to be guided by the things that are actually materially important to us first before we can expect people who sometimes care about politics, but 
always care about an entire set of issues that are determining their lives, we have to show respect for the fact that there are things that are going to be incredibly important to them that may not be incredibly important to a different black community somewhere else in the country. Or to even black people within their own community, whether that's a religious community, an ethnic community, or a you know neighborhood community, um, we're not one block. We are not a monolith, and so it's about whatever people care about, whatever is is impacting their lives and making it harder for them to live the lot their lives that they want with dignity and opportunity and fairness. That should be the thing that they organize themselves around and pay attention to. The reality is you have to pay attention to all of it, as far as I'm concerned, but I recognize that people have finite time and finite (laughs) interest. And so, you know, I I can't preach to anyone that they care about something that isn't materially important to them. Absolutely. And so in talking about that, um, I think for a lot of people, it's hard for them to, people have lives, people have babies and people have, uh, at the boat work on at the MTA is working today, or just like so many different things that people have to balance and juggle. Um, and so, to your knowledge, where are the sorts of resources available to people who are looking for information about their local officials, who are looking for information about their federal officials, to kind of get that that information on how can I find the people and vote for the people who are who are fighting for the things that that meet that matter to me. Yeah. So the thing is, elected officials spend probably way too much of their time trying to get in touch with you. (laughs) Odds are, you have gotten emails, you've gotten shit in your mailbox, you have gotten phone calls, you have gotten posters at your door, flyers. The information is there, you just have to look for it. So the individual information, their elected officials are working day and night to try and get themselves known by their constituents. There are neighborhood meetings that you can put their schedule online. Mm -hmm. Um, There are all sorts of tools that you can, you can just Google, find my representative, find my congressperson, and you put in your zip code or you put in your address and it'll list every single elected official who represents you at every single level of government. There's all sorts of tools that you can Google of like, who's good on the environment in Wisconsin, right? There's all sorts of resources that are literally, you know, Kermit the Frog typing away (laughs) Um, and that are regional, that are super sophisticated, that are catered by issue, by age, by location. Um, And so depending on where you are, but it's all there. People are desperate to give (laughs) this information to people. Um, and it's really just about self-selecting into curiosity about it because uh, it's all there it's all on the internet <laughs> yeah awesome and so yeah like the point of this entire conversation really was just to, to bring light the importance of voting the importance of being engaged politically and like you said like the information is there we just have to figure out the best way to get people to want to know it and fully like understand a lot of what you said in like voting it is how you're going to get what you want out of the world and out of your communities and out of out of your life and so um if you can kind of like wrapping things up is if you can just say like what do you want people to get from this conversation if someone only listens to the last two minutes of of this podcast uh what is the fundamental thing that you want them to take from it i mean 
you made the you made the point for me it's like listen life is hard enough life you know we're all going to be visited by tragedy and grief and we're all going to have amazing days hopefully and some really really hard ones <laughs> and life is hard just being a human being is hard enough without having a bunch of systems in place that work against you yeah. and the only way that we can ensure that we have less systems that work against us is by putting different people in office and by putting people in office that we believe in and that see us and that recognize us and recognize that we're all trying to do the right thing out here and that is to me is why voting is so important it's just like life is already hard why have government making it harder um (laughs) you know uh and like i get it you know i i compare all the time i make this analogy all the time that for most people government and politics is like what nascar is to me NASCAR is the multi-bajillion, multi-billion dollar industry. It's like the second most popular sport in the United States. It's everywhere. It's on the internet. It's on TV. It's on the radio. It's on billboards. It's on like coffee cups and t-shirts and in cultural references and movies. I could not name you a car, a racer, a driver. I don't know shit. Am I allowed to swear? I'm sorry. I don't know anything about NASCAR. But it's not because there's no information about it. <laughs> just because I have filtered that information out because I have not been interested. Yeah. And that's how so many people have treated politics and government. And I get it. But at the same time, the stakes are way too high, particularly now. And enough is really enough. Like, I'm just so sick of the fact that the struggle has continued to the point that in my life, things have not been solved that we've been working on for a hundred years, for 200 yeah. years. So the only way that actually changes is if there is a meaningful groundswell of participation of young people, of people of color that radically changes the power dynamic in this country. Absolutely. And yep, that was, if people only listened to the last two minutes, that was exactly (laughs) what they needed to hear. (laughs) And so like, yeah, just closing out, do you have any questions for me? Any questions for Black on Black Ed? What are you up to? What's been your biggest success in the last few months? Our biggest success in the last few months is kind of, it's like personal. It's, it's, it's coming into what we want Black on Black education to be and what we believe Black on Black education can be. So when we first kind of started it, it was just kind of like, oh, it's a good name. It was like a good catchphrase or like that's how it started. And now we're kind of like formulating um, what we want to be. Like one day we want to have um, physical spaces throughout the entire country where Black people can come into a room and feel safe and feel wanted and feel invigorated to go out and become the, the next radical leaders of, of the nation. And so that, I mean, in 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, just the way we see YMCAs all over the place, we'll see Black on Black education buildings. And that's like, that and it's been beautiful kind of just seeing us envision that and and kind of just taking small little tiny weensy weensy baby steps toward it (laughs) so well that's that's incredibly inspiring thank you exciting let me know if i can help of course of course and thank (laughs) you again for agreeing to participate on this friday night (laughs) i hope that you enjoy the rest of your weekend and thank you for doing the work yeah you too for real